the Sermon on the Mount, uh, which we begin the, the, the beginning part is the Beatitudes, which we heard today, was one of the core messages that Jesus spoke during his time of preaching. So he probably spoke this sermon many times throughout the course of his, his life and as he walked around and went to different places in Galilee. Uh, the preaching of the Beatitudes would have been a very challenging thing for his day. The listeners uh, of Jesus probably would have been thinking, you know, this is a little bit strange. Um, not, not everybody had this understanding, but there was some people who had the sense that worldly prosperity comes from, uh, basically it's a sign of being blessed by God. And therefore, if we suffer or if we have wants or needs that go on, uh, on, an, on a, a if we don't feel those things, if they're just there and we don't experience them, that, that's associated with being punished or being in disfavor with God. Not everyone, of course, believed that, but there was some conviction that this was held, that this was held by many people of Jesus' day. And so that would have been a challenge for them to hear what he said. What is it that people today attribute to uh, their good fortune? You know, why do we... Why do we have good fortune? Or, or what do we owe to anyone, or maybe God himself, if we are receiving good fortune? Is that something we spend some time thinking about? If someone wrote Beatitudes for our day, for our culture, what would they be? How would we look at that question of who is blessed and who's happy and so forth? So what does our culture associate with happiness or being blessed? Would we be different? Would our Beatitudes be different or similar to those that Jesus preached today? So it's good for us to reflect on what makes me happy. What is it that makes me fulfilled? Where is it that I look for happiness in my life? I think for many of us, what we used to look for to make us happy is probably different than what it is now. And probably what we look for to make us happy now will be different than what in the future we look for. There's this development that happens. As we age, as we mature, our idea of what makes a person happy changes. Understanding what underlies our desires or our expectations might help us to have a clue to something about how to be close to God. For many people, I'm willing to bet that we could, we could all use a little bit more money. Huh? something we could always use, no matter how much we have or currently uh, need, we could always use just a bit more, couldn't we? Maybe that would be one of our Beatitudes. Uh, for many people, I think there might be something about health. You know, if, if, if I wasn't dealing with this or that health issue, if I didn't have that then, then I'd be happy. Maybe for some of us, there's, uh, you know, that something that we've been saving up for, that next thing, that that boat or car or whatever house, who knows what. We're saving up for that thing, and when I get that thing, then, then I'll be happy. I bet almost, almost all of us, there's probably some relationship in our lives that's been broken, that could be fixed, or we, we would like it to be fixed, like to be in a better place with that relationship, and if that was fixed, then maybe I would be happy. Maybe for some of us, uh, if, if we had the chance to go on a nice vacation, at this time of year especially, uh, or if our team won the big game, if I looked a little different, 
if I had a little bit more discipline in my life, if I was a little smarter, if I had these things, then maybe I'd be happy. So we all have things, right? What, what, would, be, what would be our list today in our society or for us personally? What would that be? But these things aren't the things that Jesus draws our attention to. The Beatitudes which Jesus gives seem a little bit at odds with what we might think would make us happy. Jesus seems to be saying that uh, it's in suffering or difficulties or enduring hardships that we will be happy. It seems to say that these things which uh, make us happy are probably not the things that we would look for on first-hand account. We wouldn't say that that's on our top of our list. It seems a little counterintuitive. It's like uh, something... It seems like there's, there's something at work here which is hard to grasp, that we don't quite get. It's almost as if we manif man manufacture our own dissatisfaction, that all these things that we're looking for, even if we had them, we still wouldn't be happy. Jesus seems to be pointing us to think on a deeper level. Being close to God means that we are stripped of the things that could take his place. All the things that, that we oftentimes want to put in the place of God or, in a sense, put our hope in, placing ourselves at the center is always a temptation, right? That I'm the most important. When we keep the Lord at the center, I think then gratitude flows from what we receive. We have an awareness of everything in my life is a gift. A couple of examples that might flush this out a little bit. If you think of a soldier who's maybe experienced uh, war in an intense way. He's coming from the battlefield. And I would imagine for him or her, just having a nice, quiet day would be a beautiful thing for them. It would be like, this is great. You know, most of us would just kind of take it for granted. It's a quiet day. It's a boring day. The sun is out. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too rainy. It's whatever. But if you've been in this place where your, your life is constantly threatened, just having a nice day is a beautiful gift, right? So maybe for a soldier, that would be a gift. Or someone who's gone without regular meals. You know, maybe for them, just an average meal, something simple, would be very, something to take joy in, something to appreciate. For most of us, maybe we, we want the meal to be a certain way. Oh, it's, it's overcooked or it's undercooked or it's not big enough. There's, there's too much, there's not enough, whatever. We, we have things that we know it is for that person who just doesn't normally have Regular meals, it might just be just enough to have a meal. And here it is. Or for someone maybe who's experienced cruelty in their lives, who's been uh, treated unkindly for long periods of time or just often in their life. For them, uh, maybe they just, having someone who's disrespectful and kind, not overly so, but just in a normal way, that might be something that they're, they're grateful for. They appreciate it in a deeper way. So in a similar way, when we have known suffering or hardship, we are awakened to our needs. We're awakened to our, our lack. Maybe in a new way or a deeper way. When everything has been handed to us on a silver platter, or we haven't had to be tested through difficult trials, we can begin to think that we are owed something, that we're entitled to something. And this entitlement can bleed into everything. And suddenly everyone owes us something. Instead of having gratitude, I become 
ungracious, I become impatient, condescending perhaps, or prideful. So these are things we can slip into when, when everything seems to be just owed to me. Happy then are we, happy when we never lose touch with our need, that every good thing is a gift. Sometimes it's only when we experience loss and discomfort that we become aware of how blessed we really are, how many gifts we have. Jesus seems to be saying, don't put your hope for happiness in temporary things, things that can easily be lost. Rather, put your hope for happiness in eternal things, most especially in being close to God. It might be worth our time to look at what we think makes us happy, to compare it to Jesus' list. Are we caught in cycles where we constantly are seeking happiness in things that only offer temporary satisfaction? Or are we really laying that foundation for eternal happiness? It may be good to ask ourselves if we have remained constant in seeking happiness in, in the true things that are going to lead us to that happiness, or have we been constantly kind of distracting ourselves, constantly moving from one to the next thing, not really realizing that I've attained all these things and they never make me happy. We notice these patterns in our lives. Lord, come, enlighten our minds, open our eyes to understand what will lead us to happiness. Help us to see the subtle traps that try to capture our attention and our time, but do not fulfill. May we come to a profound and deep appreciation of eternal treasures. Grant us steadfastness in seeking what is of the greatest importance. Restore our confidence and our desire in you. Repair the places of our hearts that have been broken or hurt by past disappointments or false steps. Amen.